Hello and welcome to today's Here's to Your Health podcast. I'm Don Lensman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. My guest on the podcast today is Libby Raniger. Libby is a board-certified pediatrician here at CCMH, and we're going to talk about childhood vaccinations today. And Libby, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. You know, one of the things that's come up in the media recently, and it seems to bubble to the surface every once in a while, but now in the aftermath of the, the COVID pandemic over the last several years, we've seen an increased number of stories coming out about uh, the, the, the percentage of childhood immunizations. I mean, I mean, in terms of the number of childhood immunizations is, is going down. Yep, absolutely. And uh, COVID had a little bit to do with that. Right, right. There's definitely during COVID when we were advised to stay home, stay away from, you know, the doctor's office or anywhere else um, led to decreased immunization rates just because people weren't leaving their house. But since then, it's still been difficult getting kids back into the office now that things are open back up, um, getting them in to get those immunizations updated again. You know, we'd like to encourage parents to do that. And I suppose sometimes you have to give peace and, uh, people a good reason why. <laughs> so maybe we should just talk about the why. Yes, absolutely. So uh, many people haven't even seen some of the diseases that we vaccinate against routinely. Um, there's I'm not sure of the exact number, but over multiple teens um, of illnesses that we vaccinate against. Um, and they can all, the majority of them can cause very severe illnesses and even death. You so. know, when I was a kid growing up, I mean, we all got in line to get the smallpox shot. They had <laughs> yeah. that machine that, and in fact, I still have this scar in my <laughs> yes. arm. Yep. Uh, and then the polio. And, and of course, there were a lot of other things that went on back then. But you know, as a kid, I had measles. I had mumps. Right. I had all I mean, I had all kinds of stuff that today we don't even worry about anymore. Right. Nobody even knows what measles or mumps looks like routinely in our day and age. So yeah. it's not so, as much of a concern then as what people think. Right. Which so, isn't necessarily true. And it leads to that complacency about, well, you know, yep. that, that's, it's eradicated. But, right. But we know that, that that's not necessarily so. No. And you know, we've seen the measles, multiple measles outbreaks most recently that I know of is in Ohio um, in late 2020, um, 2022, sorry. <laughs> um, and then the case of in New York, which was super scary, um, something that we thought was was completely eradicated here, um, and is now back um, in an unvaccinated individual. Right, and even with even with the chickenpox vac mm -hmm. vaccination now, I mean, we're starting to see those cases uh, right. popping up again. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been interesting just seeing seeing more of those vaccine preventable illnesses that could be gone, but are still coming back because we have, you know, not great immunization rates. My guest on the podcast today is Dr. Libby Raniger. Dr. Raniger is a board-certified pediatrician here at CCMH. We're talking about childhood immunization rates uh, and the fact that they're not as high as they, they probably ought to be. Um, I, I'm going to guess, though, that for a lot of people who are listening today, the very first thing that pops into their mind is, well, maybe there's a cultural reason for that in Crawford County, or maybe there's a language barrier reason for that. And, and while on the surface, I, I, I guess I can understand that, the the rest of the story is it, it still doesn't it still doesn't relieve us of the responsibility to make sure we do the right thing right absolutely and we we actually do have some pretty good immunization rates in crawford county um but there are some socioeconomic socioeconomic factors um some language barriers um, access to care barriers um, in our community specifically that prevent people from getting adequate care and adequate immunizations. Yeah, I mean, we have a pretty high incidence of, um, of uh, folks who don't have health insurance. Right. I think this the state average is around 7%. Ours is closer to 11%. Yeah. When you don't have insurance, yeah. then obviously you think twice about actually going and getting medical care. Yeah. 
But in this case, we're not the only game in town. No, um, and we have public health right right up uptown Denison who um, provides vaccines free of charge um, to individuals without insurance, or I believe individuals with insurance. Or too. either way, it doesn't <laughs> um, matter. They're so not going to ask that question. No, they don't. They don't really care. They're going to give them the shots because that's what we know is good for public health and community health. So yeah, absolutely. So if you're thinking about vaccinations and you, and you're thinking about public health, their number is two six three 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 zero three. So no excuses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get on up there. They'd love to see you. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think maybe the, the, the import of what we're talking about today in terms of making certain that people get their kids vaccinated is in the past there's been some of that, that talk about that it could vaccinations themselves led to other sorts of illnesses in kids, but we know that's not true. Correct. Um, vaccine, the biggest one that most parents bring up is autism. Um, vaccines have not been shown to cause autism or lead to increased risk of autism or anything thereof. Um, parents do express concerns about other side effects and those kinds of things. Um, and as a provider, it's my job to kind of address those. So, um, you know, these, these vaccines have been around for decades and decades and nothing has changed. I mean, they are safe, they are effective. Um, there's nothing new and concerning that you're missing. <laughs> and it's really not just about your child only. It's right. about your child and everybody else's child. Yep, everybody else's child, everybody else's grandparent. I mean, anyone who is unable to receive vaccines due to an immunocompromised status, so cancer or autoimmune disease, um, or any young children who just aren't old enough to have received those vaccines yet are vulnerable. Um, and so we bring those back, those illnesses into our community and then expose all of those individuals. You know, even for adults, when we identify an issue that should, you know, that we're able to, to uh, uh, vaccinate against, you know, we do that. So for people my age, mm -hmm. uh, in your 60s, by the way, when, <laughs> just, just to clarify, okay. if you're in your 60s, what are they telling you today? You need to get a shingle shot. And what are you, why would you get a shingle shot? Because it is the echo of the uh, chicken pox, right, from your childhood. And, and part of what we don't know is how long, supposedly it's a lifetime uh, immunity, but we don't know that because we don't see these diseases. So right. it's a, it's kind of a question mark. It is, and we don't routinely test to say, you know, are you immune still to polio? I can't really tell you right now. <laughs> um, we probably could test you, but we don't do it on a routine basis. Right. So um, it is just something to keep in mind that we don't know specifically how long the immunizations will last for everyone. Right. So the grandkids, the great grandkids, yeah. grandma and grandpa, if you're like me, you're making sure those kids get vaccinated. My guest on the podcast today is Dr. Libby Raniger, a board certified pediatrician here at CCMH. We're talking about childhood immunizations and childhood immunization rates. You know, if, if a parent has a, a question issue with um, vaccinations, uh, who should they contact to talk about that? Um, so first things first, I mean, I encourage you to talk to your, your child's provider or your provider um, about any questions you might have because our providers here are very open to those discussions. Um, and it is a discussion. I mean, if you have questions, we will answer your questions um, with the data that we are aware of. Um, and so that would be the first line. Um, you are always able to call the clinic if you are wondering like what your child's vaccination status is. Um, if you need to know if they're up to date um, or if they need a vaccine, you can call us. Um, we do send out reminder letters to patients as well um, when they're behind on vaccines or due for some. Um, and the other thing I would say is if you're 
it's everyone's tendency now to look things up on Google. Um, you know, oh, I have a question about this vaccine. Let me go check Google. <laughs> and I would say if you can look at a reputable source, that would probably be a lot better um, for your education and um, adequate information. So things like the CDC website are good. Um, there's also the American Academy of Pediatrics website, which is aap.org. Um, and then another website called healthychildren.org, um, which are very helpful and have lots of great resources for vaccinations for kids. So if you need to contact someone here at CCMH, that number is 712-265-2700. If you'd like to talk to public health about vaccinations, again, that number is 712-263-3303. Dr. Reniger, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. I'm Don Lintzman, Executive Director of Marketing and Development at Crawford County Memorial Hospital. We care for life.